<laughs> Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast that eventually came back. So we, we had no treats to put in your bag for a little bit here. <laughs> Months, <laughs> yeah, like two months. Like. And I know that you know it's been longer than two months. Has it been longer than two? We months? haven't recorded since June. Holy shit! I'm Rocky. I'm Blaze. And yeah, we're back. Bitch. Um, <laughs> where where were we, Blaze? What what have you been up to? I'm in Savannah. That's right. We are recording live again, or in person at least. Uh, not doing it over the computer, not doing Zoom, not doing, uh, what, what other ones do we use? Skype. Skype. What other ones? Uh, pod stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one, pod stuff. Pod stuff's a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're back in person. Um, and today we're bringing an episode we're, we're, we want to do something special. Something to really knock your socks off. We want to do something special uh, just because we know how much you missed us. So we decided to dip our toes back into the world of Hellraiser. And not just any world. A hell world. Hell world. <laughs> hell goes online. Or what is it? <laughs> Evil goes online. Whatever. <laughs> and like another Hellraiser movie we talked about, um, the thing that it was like advertised as being, not enough of. We talked about Hellraiser, Bloodline, and that's supposed to be Pinhead in space. Barely any space. This is supposed to be Hellraiser in the internet, Pinhead online. Not, barely any internet. <laughs> barely yeah. any computers. Really none. <laughs> no. Um, uh, one, and it just had a picture of a guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the beginning, they were playing a little computer game. That's true. But uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. What's been going on with you, man? Oh, not much. I have my own Mojo Dojo Casa <laughs> You sure do. You sure do. The old dungeon where Paige is very glad I'm locked away <laughs> with all my garbage. <laughs> Yes, yeah, this so is where I keep my garbage. We, yeah, we're recording in a new area now. Uh, now that we're both in the uh, both in Savannah, uh, you have an office area. I do. Where she lets you put up all your scantily clad women on metal posters. It is one electric wizard poster. Blaze has so many scantily clad. One electric wizard his, poster. <laughs> his office space looks like an issue of Heavy Metal magazine. Thank you. <laughs> I love heavy metal. Oh, yeah, I know you do. It's your one way ticket to But, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to have you in the city of Savannah. How do you like Savannah so far? Loving it. Yeah. Loving it. Uh, been doing lots of stuff, exploring. That's about it. Anything cool? Uh, like, relatable to this? No, just in general. It's got some good bars and some cool uh, collectible places. Mm -hmm. Lots of cool collectible places. Um, And more music stores. Yeah. To Paige's dismay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Were you able to uh, collect anything cool while you've been here? Oh, you mean that fucking piece of shit right there? (laughs) Well, you didn't buy that here. No. uh, You bought that online. And that's, I mean, that's more like Hellraiser Online. Yeah, that's true. 
That is a real piece of shit. Um, we won't go into it. Um, People are wondering because they can't see what we're pointing at. Uh, they don't even know I what it fucking, is. I pled and begged and groveled on my knees and I said, Paige, just one more guitar for now. <laughs> and she's like, fucking fine, go ahead. And I said, thank you, mother may I. And I ordered a BC Rich and what I got was a giant pile of garbage. <laughs> and uh, the guy immediately stopped responding when I told him I wanted to return it. So Reverb was like, we'll get back to you in a week. <laughs> and see, this is why you should listen to Paige. This is why I should listen to Paige. <laughs> this is why. Uh, because you wasted money on basically this thing that's a, a doorstop. It is a door. It, the only use for that guitar, it has no truss rod. They blocked the bridge for the strings to go through, and it's got crappy Fender tuners <laughs> and a fake. Uh, uh, it was an Ibanez neck that they painted over and decaled a BC Rich logo on. Yep. Not happy about it. Yep. Uh, so it deserves to be on a rock and roll sushi wall, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also got, I went to Grayface in the mall and got Hell Knight on VHS, which I think we should do an episode on. Sure. Get some Linda Blair in there. Um, other than that, I wouldn't say I've collected much. I've just kind of been tooling around. Yeah. Yeah. Lots to explore. Sure. And what else have you been doing since June? Anything else you want to share? I don't really think I've been doing anything. There you go. Baldur's Gate 3 is great. There you go. I knew it's going to come up eventually. Yeah. There you go. Baldur's Gate 3. It's not the game we're talking about today, but it's a game. Yeah, but it's taken over a large portion of your life. It sure has. Minus lately, because I ran into a beholder... And it's not going well. <laughs> I, I don't know what any of those words mean. Okay. <laughs> well, what about you? Oh, nothing. I mean, just traveling around and doing things. Here and That's there, not for true. You. you got a new job. <laughs> I did get a new job to start on Monday. Uh, that's that's very recent. Today was my last day at, at my current job. I decided to get out of the industry I was working in. And uh, I'm, I'm very pleased. It's, Bittersweet. Now he is full-time unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> it was bittersweet because I'm going to miss, you know, the people I work with. But uh, Oh, I know that feeling. Not the, not the industry at all. Um, so going into something different, we'll see how that goes until I figure out what I want to do whenever I grow up. <laughs> Never. <laughs> when I'm a big boy. This. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. This is what we're doing. Being unemployed. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Full time. This is, this is our life. This is what we do. See you every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trick or treat dropped in your bag every day. <laughs> How many episodes you guys want? They're like, no more. It's like, too bad. <laughs> we got nothing better to do. <laughs> My girlfriend wants me out of the house. <laughs> said, please leave. <laughs> Can't you just go on? Record the podcast or something. <laughs> like, okay. 
<laughs> Please stop watching these shitty movies with me and go watch them with Blaze. I'm like, you, you want to come watch this movie with us? She's like, no, no I, I, I'm just cleaning the house or something. <laughs> <laughs> I do literally anything else. Steer the wall. There you go. Read a phone book. I don't know. <laughs> So, let's get on to news. Yeah, I didn't even look at what news there is. We're so oh, there's on. one big one we haven't got to follow up on yet. Oh, we're going to talk about all the news since June? Okay. No. Strap <laughs> one big one. What's and that's that? because we've been talking about it on the podcast for a bit. They have found remains belonging to Julian Sands. Yes, this happened uh, like two months ago. Yeah. But we haven't been on since this has happened. So we wanted to talk about it. Yes, go on. What kind of remains do you think there were? <laughs> Probably not looking great. <laughs> uh, in serious though, we love Julian Sands, and we love every piece of it. <laughs> what? Yeah, seeing, uh, I, I uh, was hoping that his death would give the push that we all needed. For a Warlock remake? Uh, well, I think they were, I don't know if they were going to remake that. We don't need to remake that. But no, it was supposed to get one story pushed to the one thing that this industry has been missing and that this industry has been salivating for, that the horror community has wanted, that the film community needs an award contender to step up and get all the nominations and the wins. And that's Glenn Danzig's <laughs> Death Rider in the House of Vampires, which Julian Sands was in, which quite possibly, is his last starring role. Uh, Poor Julian Or last Sands. film role. And they find Julian Sands' remains, and what does Danzig do? Nothing. <laughs> you hear us, Glenn? Release it. <laughs> we did see the Misfits. It's a, uh, oh, yeah, we saw the Misfits. That's right. We saw Misfits and Megadeth, which Megadeth was a long time coming for me. Yeah. I saw the same week I saw that show, and then I go back down to Florida again to see The Cure later on that week. That's a lot of driving. It was, but it was worth it. Um, so that, that was happening. Uh, but yeah, Julian Sands. Rest in peace. Uh, peace I, I, I know we... <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoy being buried under the sands. Um, and I know what you're thinking. He was born eating bear claws, and he died eating bear claws. <laughs> I know, and I know, Julian, your one wish is that Glenn would release Death Rider. <laughs> we'll release Death Rider, and I know it will never happen because he knows it's terrible, and we all know it's terrible, but he needs to release it. Actually, I think we may have talked about this before, maybe around the last episode or the episode before the last episode, that it did get a release at one of the film festivals. And it did great. No, no, I played it at a premiere, and then he was like, oh, man, the, the response was almost worse than Veronica. But I think... Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, no, they, like, they had it where you could purchase the DVD at, like, one of the film festivals. Okay. Uh, but I haven't heard anything else since then. I don't know if there's, like, a rip online or anything like that, but I'm, I'm super curious. Uh, me and Lauren, we, we rewatched uh, Veronica. Um, did you now? It was 4th of July, and uh, that's how long it's been. <laughs> it was 4th of July, and as I do, 
watch Jaws because you gotta watch Jaws before yeah, you gotta watch Jaws. And then it's like, well, what else should we watch? And I'm like, have you ever seen Veronica? <laughs> and she's like, sure have. And I'm like, oh man, it, got is, a treat. it is so funny. <laughs> Maybe I got a treat for you. <laughs> it's so good. So we put on Veronica. And let me tell you, <laughs> she loved every second of it. No, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> it was it was way worse than I remember it being. I mean, it was I remember it being awful, but it's even worse the second time around. I gotta admit though, I don't think anything beats the experience of Chris just being flabbergasted while watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Like I just love it. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing, you old piece of shit? <laughs> Oh, Chris, you do miss him. But yeah, uh, that, that was one of the big things that happened. Uh, it's the spooky season right now. And as we start getting the uh, show ramp back up and all that. We'll Fuck, I did have a longer cable. Go on. <laughs> we're, still, we're still working out some games, as you can hear. But uh, we're going to be getting the news back on track. I don't think there's anything real big, I feel like, going into... Other than that, uh, there is a new film that's coming out. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Get uh, it's get it in. Get it in. Yes. Uh, no. Get inside the laundry room. They're advertising it as produced by the people from Get Out. Yeah, I got. I think they're good reviews. What was that? Maybe? I can't remember the name. It just it, popped up on Instagram. It gets it. lives inside. Uh, it lives inside. Uh, it gets it better. Uh, it gets it. It gets it. it, gets it. Uh, yeah, it lives inside. I think just came out today, maybe. Oh, never mind. It's got 63%. That's not that good. What the fuck? Fuck you, Letterbox. Letterbox was like, it's a great video. Oh, did we ever talk about Talk To Me? Yeah, we did see Talk To Me. It's good. I like Talk To Me a lot. I uh, liked it. I think it was really good. Um, I, it was way more contained than I thought it was going to be. And, yeah. the, and everything I thought it was going to be, it wasn't. Not in a bad way, but just like, oh, it's going to become like... These spirits are going to start hunting people down, and the friends are going to start getting killed off, and it's not that at all. No, it's just driving one girl crazy. Yeah, and it works really well. Like, whatever ended, I felt like, oh, this movie wasn't that long. And uh, I was I was pretty happy about, like, just kind of the length of it and what the story was about. I like that it was... You know, I think it's interesting, a very interesting twist on the possession mythos of being like, let's do a possession film, but let's have kids using it like a drug. Yeah, I think that's a cool idea because kids love drugs. Yeah, especially those fucking Australians. Right, just like that lady in the film today. Yeah, yeah, she was Australian. No, she was English. Oh, was she? I tricked you, Damn you it. fool. What's the difference? Um, one was arrested. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so it's... Uh, no, I like talking to me a lot. Uh, directorial debut, or at least the feature directorial debut of the Philippou brothers. Philippou. I always say the Philippou? Philippou? <laughs> That's also P-I-P-H-I-L-I-P-O-U. 
Oh yeah, that does sound like Philippou. But 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 in the interview with Mick Garris, he called Philippo. But I'm like, you're stupid, Mick. I'm gonna call Philippou. <laughs> Philippou. What do you know, Mick Garris, that knows these two guys? <laughs> mm, you don't know shit. You ain't got shit on us, Mick. Nice guy production's my ass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I feel like there's something else we were missing. We did no planning for this episode. We did zero planning. We're like, for let's this. just record something. We weird. were just like, let's get a movie, let's record, and let people know we're that we alive. were also not lost in a state park and they found our remains. Yeah, we're not Julian Sands. Contrary to popular belief. We wish we were, not now, but did. <laughs> Do you have any big Halloween plans coming up for the season? So, uh, there is a haunted house me and Paige were talking about. Um, there's a couple of them. A few, like one is 45 minutes away, and it's just kind of like a haunted woods walk through, which could be okay. But the one I'm kind of interested in is about an hour and a half outside of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I think it's closer to us. And it's called Camp Blood. Have you heard of it? Oh, you were telling me about it, but I, I can't remember what you said because it was pretty dry. Well, it was, uh, oh. Um, <laughs> so it was, um, the scene, they filmed most of the scenes for uh, Friday the 13th, part six there. No, the best Friday the 13th. And uh, they have like a haunted house and a Jason tribute and everything nice. like that in a general store. It looks pretty cool. Oh, that's where the, uh, they had a. I think it was last year, year before last. It was supposed to be an anniversary screening of Friday 13th Part 6. Yeah, I think that's probably where it was. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, they've been doing that. Apparently, it was their 31-year anniversary last year nice. of doing this. Uh, so, so they turned into a haunted maze during the season? Uh, no, this one actually has, like, actual haunted house parts and stuff like that. Okay. Like, there's apparently a couple different things. Oh, cool. But they also sell collectibles and stuff in the general store and shit. I mean, it can't be any worse than Hollow Screen. My only fear is that it is in a state park. (laughs) But it actually is still uh, an old empty camp. Okay. Like, from the movies. I thought that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So we just like playing the Friday 13th game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... People remember that, right? Oh, did you play the Texas Chainsaw game? What do you think we're talking about today? Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, spoilers. <laughs> I didn't even know that's what we were talking about. Yeah, we're going to talk about Texas Chainsaw. Oh, cool. Chainsaw. Never mind. Then we'll get to that part later on. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh... That sounds cool, though. Yeah. I, I think it sounds interesting. So, might do that. Or, you know... It's our first Halloween here, so maybe we'll go downtown and just dress up and do the bar crawls or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see how we feel that day. We are excited, though, that we might have trick-or-treaters. Yeah, maybe. Because I'm not in a fucking apartment. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's none over where we are. Thank you, Paige, for (laughs) doing all this. (laughs) (laughs) I just sit on a computer. I, um... Yeah, I, I mean, we have different things planned. We're going to be pretty busy throughout October, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be Halloween Horror Nights and. Yeah, HHN and fucking Athens, Georgia. Halloween weekend. And all that, so. God damn it. It's making me remember. So, this is actually something I want to talk about really quick because we need time anyway. <laughs> 
uh, Paige asked me a question yesterday, and you just reminded me of it because you said Athens. Uh, how many times a day do you think about the Roman Empire? How many, how many times a day uh, I think about the Roman Empire sexually? No, just in general. Oh, uh, none. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Think about it. Think hard. Mm. No? No. Okay. Why would I? I, Here's the thing. Is that there's this uh, video going around that Paige found. Mm -hmm. And it's this girl. She's like, dudes think about Roman Empire all the time. I don't know why. I've I've never thought about it ever. And Paige didn't show me the video. She came up and she's like, Blaze, how many times do you think about the Roman Empire day? I was like... And I really thought about it. I'm like, at least once or twice a day, I think about the Roman Empire. Because everything, like, structurally, like, if I see a fucking pillar (laughs) anywhere, I'm like, Roman Empire. And then I think about that shit. Or I'll see, like, a Trojan knight helmet. Or some kind of shit. Not Trojan, because that's not me. You know what I mean. But, yeah. So I'll see, like... Cultural appropriation, I understand. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Not Trojan. (laughs) Roman. But, um... Yeah, and I do. I, I honestly think about that in the Egyptian Empire at least once or twice a day. I, I literally never think about they, the they were, That's what Paige said. And they were going around and asking a bunch of people. And like it was like 60% of guys said once per day. And I called like Chris and Jordan, and I mentioned it to them, and they were like, yeah, I'd say about once a day, twice a day. I was like, "Fuck, man!" So you're you're the variable here. Yeah, good why, on you. Why would I think that? I don't know. <laughs> There's just so much. I got more important things to think of, like like having existential dread. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, I got time to list, like think about Caesar and shit. <laughs> well, you see, they had a lot of existential dread when Rome was falling. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, so I guess that's the news. That is the news. <laughs> There's news for you. So I guess we'll get into our main topic today. Which oh, is yeah. Hellraiser. Hellworld. Trailer time. Trailer time. I'm going to a real life secret Hellworld party. <laughs> Welcome, Hellraiser. Invitations. But if you need anything, just. Welcome to hell. All right. All right. (laughs) Evil comes online and then dies tonight. It sure did. This one, this time it actually died. (laughs) Well, you know, Hellraiser is uh, one of these series. I think we talked about this back on when we had our Hellraiser Bloodline episode a year and a half ago now. (laughs) Uh, Damn, that was a while ago. It's been a while, yeah. Uh, In Hellraiser Bloodline, (laughs) if you have never listened to our episode, Pithead in Space. That's one of our personal favorites. Yeah, go back and listen to it. Uh, pretty, pretty good. Uh, lots of jokes are probably referenced in this episode. Oh, yeah. Which nobody will get. They never listen to that episode. And honestly, even if you do go back and listen to it, uh, you probably won't give a shit anyways. But 
Fair enough. Um, Hellraiser Hellworld continues the tradition that was set on from Hellraiser 5, which is Hellraiser Inferno? Maybe? I th- uh, yeah, Inferno, because 4 is Bloodlines. Blood yeah. yeah. Uh, eventually, the studios didn't know what to do with Hellraiser after Hellraiser 4 Bloodline. And you were, can't tell. And, <laughs> really? <laughs> no. And they were like, you know what? We want to keep the rights to this film franchise. We have a pile of scripts that we have no fucking idea of what to do with. So throw a pinhead on let's it. Let's just throw a pinhead <laughs> in it. And you can tell in all of them. Yeah. Allegedly, this movie was the first one since Bloodline that had an original script written for it. I call fucking bullshit on that. It's based off a short story. Uh, that clearly has nothing to do with Hellraiser at all. Right. And it isn't written by Claude Barker. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's very clearly not. This was not a Hellraiser movie. There's no way. Uh, it's based off a short story called Dark Can't Breathe by Joel Cezanne. Cezanne? Uh, so I guess S-O-I-S-S-O-N. Soison? Soison. Maybe? That sounds stupid. I didn't want to say it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think it's pretty pretty noticeable movies like Hellraiser Inferno, where it's like, oh, this is clearly like a seven ripoff. Oh, there's Pinhead. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he's not really a character, and he just kind of appears a couple times and disappears. It would have to be the worst seven ripoff ever. <laughs> It's actually directed by um, Scott. Rick no, no. Inferno is directed by Scott Derrickson, who directed Black Phone and oh, I thought we were talking about Sinister and all that. Uh, that's actually where he got his like directorial start, mm. uh, feature film start. Uh, well, he definitely improved. Yes. Yeah. Well, you gotta get your foot in the door somehow. Mm-hmm. Now he's one of the more. Look at Adam Scott. <laughs> he was in Bloodline. Yeah, he sure was. Uh, but uh, and this movie has. We'll never let the world forget that this, Adam Scott. If you're embarrassed by that, we will never let that die. This movie. You're going to die <laughs> with the knowledge that everyone knows you were in Hellraiser Bloodline. This movie has a couple noticeable, uh, recognizable people. Also, she sure does. Uh, a, it's got Lance Henriksen in it, which is always good to see Lance Henriksen. Even though he looked like physically pained by reading the dialogue he had to say. What? With, with good reason. With good reason. With good reason. Uh, Party time. It stars Henry Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill, The Witcher. Because yeah. we won't want to talk about anything else because that's the only thing I like him Superman. in. Superman. Mm-mm. All bad. Well, he's good in the Mission Impossible movie he was in. I didn't see Fallout. It. He's a bad guy in that. But um, okay. uh, it also has Carrie Payton, who's actually a very uh, successful voice actor. He's done the voice of Cyborg, the DC Teen. comic characters. Teen Titans. Yeah, since the Teen Titans show, he's done it in every like Teen Titans spinoff, video game, cartoon. He's been. He does the current Teen Titans one. Teen mm-hmm. Titans Go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and also did the voice in the Injustice video games and uh, <laughs> uh, different animated movies and stuff like that. He's just he's kind of like what Kevin Conroy was to Batman. He's just he's just the voice of Cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah, that's cool. Um, what about Chelsea? Fucker. 
<laughs> no, I think that girl's. I don't know. She's a something, but who gives a shit? She's not a very good actress. No, she's terrible. I'm not not to talk shit about you, Catherine. My asshole. Not, not, not to talk shit about you, Catherine Winnick, but I will. <laughs> Too late. Uh, she's been uh, somehow 66 things. A lot of TV work. You're kidding. A lot of TV work. Uh, it's shocker. And it's directed by Rick Boda. Rick Boda. Rick Boda. We just, I like to imagine him as a very overweight man and a big old mustache, sunglasses, you never see the colors of his eyes. He's balding on top and he likes to eat chips. That's not what he looks like. No, I, mean, I like that like picture from earlier. Uh, like a fucking idiot. They also have credited writers being Clive Barker. That's not true. Joel Soyson. Soyson. And Carl V. Dupree, but really I think it's just Carl V. Dupree. Yeah. And they only give it the other two credits. Because they were part of writing uh, Hellraiser. Because it's based off of things that they wrote. <laughs> um, who's who's going to picture up? Oh, Rick Boda. Let's pull up Rick Boda. Rick Boda. No, Rick Boda looks like a... <laughs> Rick Boda. It looks like he's saying oh, Rick no, no, Boda. No, 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 Okay, that's not too far off. Like, if he was a little fatter, <laughs> put the glasses on him and what... It... Rick Boda. <laughs> you probably just look like Stuart Gordon, then. Oh. Yeah, you would. Okay. <laughs> You don't talk shit about Stuart Gordon. Okay, tell us what Rick Boda has done. Uh, apparently he's been directing movies for like two plus decades. Uh, he directed the 80s movie at Werewolf. No Werewolf? Nope. Okay, cool. <laughs> he did a bunch of episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Well, that's good. Um, let's see what else he did. Apparently shot 23 episodes. Damn, okay. Uh, I don't know what else he did. Let's see. I can't read more. What else? What else did he do? He did a bunch of direct. Uh, okay, so that's there's a good. there's a fun fact. I want to know it. He was allegedly one of the directors, probably one of the second unit directors, had to finish the fucking movie for uh, Mimic, the Guillermo del Toro movie. No shit. If anybody doesn't know, Guillermo del Toro did a movie in the 90s called Mimic. In like 97, it was his first American film. Not my favorite. Uh, well, he didn't, he, he left production. He didn't finish it. And they were bringing in a bunch of other directors to finish the movie for him. I remember when Robert Rodriguez had that show, The Director's Chair, where he was interviewing other directors. He had episodes directing Guillermo del Toro and he revealed that he was uh, one of the directors they brought in to help finish shooting the film. <laughs> but it's a movie about cockroach monsters in the sewer, basically. It's mm. awful. It's really bad. Um, but yeah, I guess he was one of the people that brought on... Was that the fun set. fact that you're going to no. be so excited about? No, 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 no. Okay, because I imagine they're just like, oh, God, nobody's going to want to finish this piece of shit. Who are we going to find? And then it's like, excuse me, gentlemen. <laughs> But I can direct it. Who are you? Rick <laughs> Boda. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really is the best. Um, this movie was shooting at the same time as the previous uh, Hellraiser movie, which Rick Boda also directed. Rick Boda. 
He was he was the director of photography for the movie Valentine. Remember that movie? Nope. The horror film Valentine with Denise Richards. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, David Boreanaz. Um, That's a name I haven't heard in a while. David Boreanaz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see what he does. A director. He's a director of photography for Barbed Wire. Uh, I don't think I've seen Barbed Wire. The Pamela Anderson movie? No. Barbed Wire? Oh, yeah. That's that's infamous. Um, yeah, he's done a lot of TV work. He's directed episodes of Supernatural, Vampire Diaries. Oh, um, I hated both those. But he shot, before this, he shot... Hel- I didn't watch Supernatural. I don't know why I'm saying that. I just uh, never... <laughs> I watched Vampire Diaries, and it was fucking awful. Yeah, I prefer True Blood. Uh, and he, uh, I, the only reason I could get through True Blood is because it's more fucking. Um, I literally, like, the minute that they're like, Suki, you're a fairy. Suki. I was like, Suki, you're a fairy. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> That's it. So Rick Bota directed three of the Hellraiser movies. This was the last one he directed. He did the previous two as well, which was Hellraiser Hellseeker. Where they bring... Where they bring Kirsty back from the first two Hellraisers and immediately kill her in a fucking car wreck. So this is Halloween HGO? Kind of. And, and and the main character is Dean Winters. Who Dean? The Dean Winters? People may know as uh, Mayhem from the insurance commercials. He was also in Law & Order. Uh, I don't care. He was like a 30 Rock as one of Tina Fey's fucking... Completely shit boyfriends. Uh, I like I like Dean Winters, but that movie is terrible. Um, and then the next movie director was Hellraiser Debtor, which he was shooting at the same time as Hellraiser Hellworld. Because they're just like, fuck it. Just like, <laughs> we don't spend money on either of these. So just shoot both uh, of them. Hellraiser Debtor. It's no better. <laughs> it's no better. Um, so, no, the, the big thing, because we're going to say it now. So... I, I should save it for the end, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Don't, please. So, at the rap party, where they're making this movie, they, uh, a life-size pinhead pinata was given to Lance Henriksen. <laughs> he had to throw it up because he's allergic to chocolate. <laughs> I don't think it's the chocolate allergy. <laughs> I, think just, I don't want any trace of this in my house. Um, another piece of trivia. Henry Cavill is a huge fan of MMORPG World of Warcraft Miss of Pandaria, just like his character in the film. Not true. Hold on. He's only a fan of Miss of Pandaria? Or Pandaria? No, he's, he's a fan of a lot of MMOs. I know, I know, but why are they saying specifically Miss of Pandaria? I don't know. Why? His, his character in the film is a fan of that game though no he's a fan of wrath of the lich king because i like to imagine he's a good person <laughs> he's a fan of a lot of things i mean there's that famous story that he missed his fucking audition for superman mm-hmm. because he's playing he's playing warcraft yeah it was warcraft yeah and he completely missed the audition. He's like well well, well. henry cavill is a big good-looking nerd <laughs> Dick. <laughs> I got the other nerd traits. What are those? Overweight, sweaty, don't smell too good. <laughs> Thick glasses. 
I look like what you think of whenever you think nerd. When you think of Rick Bona, <laughs> you put some clear glasses on that and you got yourself Blaze Bazaar. <laughs> this movie has a record setting. 92 instances of product placement of a single product. I don't think I even noticed it probably. Oh, you noticed it. We Did I mention it? Oh, yeah. Vodka? No. It's something that they're using. And we'll talk about the plot, and you'll probably think of it. So, you want me to tell you the plot? We're also changing the format. If anybody's listened to the show before, we're not going to go beat by beat through the whole story like we used to. We'll watch you watch the movie because... We know you hate it when you get deep in our episodes and you're like, I could listen to them ramble all day long. And you end up being an hour and a half late for work because your commute's only 10 minutes and our episodes are upwards of two and a half hours. (laughs) And so it's just rambling and being like, oh yeah, then they walk down a hall. Yeah. And then they and go then, up to this door. And then Blaze, what happened? Remind me. <laughs> I stopped caring. So we're just going to give you the highlights for us. Yeah. And the big thumbs downs for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we are going to go over a brief synopsis. Um, fuck. So. <laughs> Do you need me to help you? <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, friends are brought together because another friend of theirs died. The movie opens up, they're at this funeral, um, and then immediately after the funeral, it jumps two years. <laughs> well, yeah, and the whole funeral is then being like, we played this video game online called Hell World, and that's what killed him. And then two years later, they're like, hey, you guys want to hop on Hell World? <laughs> immediately. And uh, Hell World, I guess, is an MMO. We don't see really any gameplay. Um, Pinhead is in the game. And allegedly it's based off the Hellraiser. I don't know if this movie is supposed to take place in a world where they know about the Hellraiser movies or not. I have no idea. Uh, but for, they, they know what that's based off of Hellraiser. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Even one is wearing a, Hell, uh, a pinhead shirt. And they're like, oh, it doesn't exist. It's not real. It's just a game. And it's like, there's like seven counts of people like knowing it's real. Now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, in they the game, the name of the limit configuration, <laughs> the Lamont configuration. So one of the characters, Chelsea, uh, who is is wonderfully active, mm. just the best mm. actress, um, does refer to the Lament configuration. It's even spelled L A M E N T. The Lamont configuration. Like she's talking about fucking Lamont Sanford. <laughs> like they're like a fucking truck that's picking up junk is about to go back to the junkyard. <laughs> like it's 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 the men configuration. But anyways, uh, in the game, all of them are unlocked. I don't know if the whole game is just wrapped around opening up the puzzle box, the men configuration, or not, or if they got to that point in the game. I don't know. But all of them open up the puzzle box mm-hmm. in the video game, and once they open it up, they get an invitation to a party. Um, Which somehow, like, I don't know if it tracked their IP address. <laughs> like, so yeah. it's like, oh, hey, you didn't use the right IP address for that invitation. That's a copy. But there was nothing on it, so there's no way to really tell. Right. Yeah. No. So they're just like, all right, let's go. 
And uh, they even make a huge hubbub about like, oh, each of us have to individually open up the box to get our invitation. In the game. In the game. And because one girl, a- Angela, I don't remember, what's her name? Angie? Something like that. British lady. Doesn't matter. Unimportant. <laughs> um, barely an inconvenience. <laughs> uh, they, they, so she's like, no, I got my invitation, but you have to do it now. So each person has to do it to get their invitations party. Even though the, it has no IP address or tracking. No. And you just have to print it out and be like, here's my invitation. And when they go to the party, they meet the host of the party, who's played by Lance Henriksen. And he's like, hey, let me see your invites to the party. And they all pull out their invites out of their coats <laughs> or pockets or wherever. And it's literally just a Xerox copy. <laughs> they could literally just went to Target copy and made five copies. He's it like, would have right, been cool. fine. Yeah, he's like, all right. Because, I'm going to show you everything. <laughs> because spoilers, it doesn't fucking matter because all he needed was for them to show up. Um, but he's like, hey, yeah, you're at my party. Uh, let me show you around. Gives he, him a few drinks. He goes through a whole spill about being like, oh, yeah, this used to be a nunnery <laughs> or a mission. It was a nunnery or something. Yeah, but they had a weird lab at the bottom. None of this matters. Does not matter. None of this matters. Uh, and then he's like, but listen, tonight you guys are going to party. You're going to have fun. There's a lot of new metal playing. <laughs> If you want to even call it that. A lot of awful, awful new metal playing. Uh, you guys can wear these masks. They look like the Jabberwocky mask with numbers written across the forehead. Get a Nokia phone. Call that person if you want to fuck them. You said it. Nokia! Oh, God! <laughs> uh. 92 references to Nokia phones. <laughs> the most product placement Damn. in a movie uh, of, a, of the specific brand, the, the specific uh, version of the Nokia, the specific model. Um, I think it's like a 29903. That movie was trying to sell the phone. It did not sell me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this would count in 2005, by the way. I forgot to say that. But yeah, so of course, it's supposed to be a debaucherous evening. Um, and I think I mentioned this back in the Hellraiser Bloodline review. Like most Hellraiser movies after Hellraiser 2, they become like the most unsexiest things you've ever watched. Yeah. Oh, here's a, here's a piece of trivia I meant to uh, mention earlier. Lance Henriksen was originally offered by Clive Barker. Clive Barker wanted him for this role in the first one for the role of Frank. Um, oh, he would have been good. But I mean, I like who we have. But he got... He took the role for Near Dark instead. Better call. Um, also, Lance Henriksen isn't like what I would call a sexy man. Uh, like the guy that plays Frank, you can believe that people find him attractive. Yeah, you can believe that he's like, you know, this sex addict, that women want to sleep with him, and that he can, you know, seduce Julia. Does he seduce her? He doesn't really seduce her. She's just an awful person. But. That, that he can fuck his brother's wife. <laughs> Lance Hendricks would probably open the door. She's like, oh my God, he's terrifying a runoff. Because <laughs> he's a very intense looking man. And from what I understand, he's intense in real life also, but very nice. Um, well, I mean, I think he, his whole personality can be summed up by the one look he gets at the teenagers and pumpkin head. And it's like, what did he say? Oh my God, they killed me. 
We love that movie. I love that movie. We've been talking about it for a while, and we need to do an episode of Pumpkinhead, so I haven't done it yet. Yeah, yeah, probably do it now. But anyways, um, yeah, so there it is. That's the setup. Um, spoilers. Pinhead doesn't really play a part in it, barely at all. He shows up five times. This is actually Doug Bradley's last time playing the character. They made three more movies after it. I really think were 11 Hellraiser movies before they rebooted it recently. So I think the reboot last year was the 12th film. Um, this is the one that made Doug Bradley tap out, that should tell you. But this is so clearly a movie that was supposed to be um, definitely biting like for a good portion of it the popularity that came from Saw. Yeah, 100%. But also very, even even the ending um, is very twisty and a lot of expository dialogue. And it's very much like those Saw movies where it's like, oh, let's go back and show you everything. It was all twisty and shit. And uh, that's how I explained it. It's all twisty and shit. <laughs> Whatever. Um yeah, this is very much trying to because it came out two years after Saw. It was probably, but I think it was shooting at the same time as the first Saw. Right. But they probably saw like preview stuff of it and then re-edited it. Um, yeah. So. Hell freezer, hell world. What what were some things that you liked about Hell freezer, hell world? I mean, the ridiculousness of the concept is just great to me. Um, <laughs> I think Henry Cavill, uh, specifically a scene with Ken- Henry Cavill, knowing how good of an actor he is now, mm-hmm. just because of which or nothing else he's done. Um, Mission Impossible, Fallout. I won't watch it. This break, that was, you should, because it's a very important part of film history, because that's the movie where he had the mustache. Oh, that fucking Zack Snyder had to edit out for Justice League. You remember this story? Oh, yeah. They started shooting Justice League, and then Zack Snyder's like, oh, my daughter died. I I have to go deal with that. And so they're like, oh, my God, this movie's too dark. We have to reshoot it. Get Josh Whedon. Get famous sexual harassment king <laughs> Josh Whedon to reshoot it. But at the time... Henry Cavill had already grown the mustache, was already shooting uh, Mission Impossible. Was like, come back and do these reshoots. And Paramount was like, he's not shaving the fucking mustache. So they just edited a lip over the mustache. <laughs> so if you watch the movie, his upper lip is like super weird. <laughs> I gotta admit, though, he, that Joss Whedon is the perfect person to d- direct the Justice League because you have Gal Gadot or whatever, and she'd be like, well, it was my fault. <laughs> Fucking rapes the sympathizer. <laughs> yeah, I brought this on myself. <laughs> I shouldn't have been wearing my Wonder Woman costume that I have to wear for the movie. <laughs> Fuck you, Gal Gadot. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's back to paper. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, Henry Cavill is, is is decent in this. He's he's so young. He's very young, uh, but he's you know you can see he's one of the better. Him and the other guy, you're the other guy is given like Derek. Yeah, um, he went on to have a good career afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, probably 
two the best other than Lance Henriksen and and the cop in it, which I'll get to because that's gonna be in my positives. <laughs> Sandwiches. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay, yeah, Henry Cavill. All right. Well, I mean Henry Cavill, and specifically the scene where he is. <laughs> Having like he is the most unenthused person on earth to have a blowjob. It's like, hey, do you want this sexy model lady in lingerie to give you a blowjob? He's like, yeah, for sure. And then he just sits there like, yeah. <laughs> like hmm. It goes on for a while too. Like, yeah, it goes on for a bit. And you would think a blowjob scene would be more interesting. And then they make out nope. down a spiral staircase, which just seems dangerous. Like, yeah. That that seems like it's gonna end badly. And then she locks him in the same room where Derek's killed. And (laughs) I don't know the name of that Cenobite. Ninja Man. (laughs) Snake Eyes. (laughs) Gray Fox. Gray Fox. Um, So... He's just standing there, and there was obviously Henry Cavill's fucking around with a giant meat hook at the beginning of it, and they're like, "Oh, don't touch that. That's where bodies went." He's like, "Ooh," <laughs> and then of course she tricks him into the room, and Cinnabite comes out, and it's instead of being like, "No, stop," he goes, "Not good." <laughs> And then gets impaled by the meat hook. Uh, that was one of my favorite parts. You know, the best thing is that we reached out to Henry Cavill. I did, yeah. To see if he'll come on the show. Specifically to defend himself for this movie. Listen, I know what you did. I saw Hellraiser Hellworld. Come on the show and defend yourself. And we're going to send a clip of that to him. Like, not good. This movie's not good. Um, so there's definitely that. I mean, I always prefer, I always enjoy Lance Hendrickson, but it's really funny to see Lance Hendrickson with really shit dialogue. Yeah. And he's like, I, I, and then after I murdered these people, I went back into the party because why shouldn't I? I should have a good time. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> is that really the line? <laughs> it's like, you could just see him pained through the entire thing. Every time he's like, now it's a party. <laughs> now it's a party. <laughs> um, what else did I like? That's going to be a harder list than I imagined. Um, I'm going to leave the cops to you. <laughs> Because you need something to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, if, what if Henry Cavill sends us a cease and desist letter? So <laughs> like, you burned our release that episode. <laughs> you better go back to Witcher. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it. Fine. <laughs> I did the world a service. <laughs> you did. You did. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think that is the only two parts I got enjoyment out of. I got enjoyment more than that. Um, well, two other than that. One is the cops get called to the party <laughs> who clearly have don't have a problem with him having this big debaucherous party. Yeah, and they're like cool with like he was like you know there's drinking and drugs and partying going on, and he's like. 
Oh, so she's probably just on drugs. He's, he's, he's basically Chief Wiggum. Yeah, he's, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> basically Chief Wiggum. Take him away, toys. <laughs> Damn it. Um, uh, because Chelsea, with the Nokia phones, <laughs> she calls the cops from inside the house. And they go to check it out, but they don't see her from where she's calling. Even though she's like, having the window above you. And they look up and she's not there. She's like... Hey, well, the other problem is done. Let's go have a sandwich party. Let's go have sandwiches. Let's go have some sandwiches. So I just like the cops. I want to go get sandwiches. Just, just full disclosure, they don't talk about sandwiches once. I don't know. That was just But we gave a dialogue where they just want to get sandwiches because they look like sandwiching cops. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense later on whenever the twist happens and the cops show back up. Because none of that shit happened. Yeah, exactly. So why were the cops... Whatever. We won't even get into the fucking twist. Like, you watch the movie yourself. And you're going to get so pissed off. this is. Yeah, we are going to spoil this one. Because it needs to be seen to be believed. Yeah. Uh, my other favorite part of the movie is that all this, the catalyst of all this happening, even though there's a two-year cap, <laughs> is that their friend died. Um, and... Uh, Whenever we see his body earlier, he was buried in a denim jacket. <laughs> and he's all charred up. Uh, but not in a way a human would be if he was actually in a fire. No. It looks like it looks like one of the creatures from like Black Roses or something. <laughs> I would say not even that. I would say it looked like a like a discount Bennett spirit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's like, what's this mask called? It's like burn face. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it's like, that is burn face. Um, so, um, we, we keep on saying flashes. But, like, what happened to him? And um, and then while the characters die, like Pinhead, he's in town. The character's name was Adam, but it's like, Adam was right. Which none of, none of that matters. No, none, never none, comes none of it back. matters. There's literally no reason for Pinhead to be here or any Cenobites. None. Um, and 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 like I've said back in the Bloodline review and all that, uh, what the Cenobites were and what they stood for completely out the window by the third movie. Yeah. Um, and gets worse as it goes along because we talked about like we love. I mean, of course, the, the way they're supposed to be presented is that they're. You know, they don't care. They're completely neutral beings. You call on them, they give you what you call them for, which is pleasure and pain, which are synonymous with each other. Can you ask for sandwiches? <laughs> you can't for sandwich parties. <laughs> sandwiches. Sandwiches. Toys of sandwiches. Give me to you that box. <laughs> for sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> just Danny DeVito doing a commercial for it. But <laughs> Danny DeVito doing a commercial for the configuration. Joyzy Mike's Flamin configuration. But um uh but then by the third or fourth movie, Pinhead turns into a supervillain. Yeah. We're just like world domination for no good reason. Um and then he's such a minute part to every script after four. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh well, like there's Pinhead. I don't know. I don't know why, why he's here. Why he's here? This one the same. There's no reason for Cinebytes to be there. There's no reason to be a puzzle box. They literally just put the puzzle box, the make configuration, and just random places just to be like, yeah, see, it's a fucking Hellraiser. We don't fucking know. <laughs> They're wearing shirts of Pinhead. I don't know. Um, so they're like, oh, he was saying that Adam was digging. Mm-hmm. He was digging. And it's just like, what was happening? 
what was happening? What was Adam going through? What kind of torture? And me and Blaze said we figured it out. Where Pinhead's like, "Did you know you could dig to China?" And it's like, "What? You don't even need a passport. You'll be in the middle of the country." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, I have to dig." Fool. <laughs> and he dug himself. <laughs> then he lit himself on fire. <laughs> then he figured out that Pinhead was completely lying. You lied to me. And lit himself on fire, which is a great fire animation also. Yeah. <laughs> Very good fire animation. Another, another positive. Um, All right. So we'll have you start this time with your worst parts. <laughs> oh, all of the good things are the worst parts. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the worst parts? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, first of all, Chelsea. <laughs> she is just the most... Boring protagonist. Mm-hmm. She's awful at acting. Well, half the time they have to just keep locking her in rooms so they don't have to give her seats. Listen, not one laundry room. <laughs> not one. Not one laundry room in this movie. Uh, but Pinhead, it's not really Pinhead does it, but because of forces... She does get locked in like two or three different rooms. And she's just there for like long periods of time while everybody else is just wandering around. And, and then, then somehow gets out of them with no explanation. Yeah. Yeah. She just kind of gets out. Um, I hate how convoluted. <laughs> the movie's so convoluted. There's a twist in this movie. And whenever the expository dialogue happens, um, it is so nonsensical. And then it, you're like, okay, well, this is where the movie's going to end. And then another ending happens. And you're like, all right, this is where the movie's going to end. And then another ending happens. All right. One more. <laughs> and then they do one more after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever you find out that all this wasn't even actually happening, that's a twist. I'm not going to go detail what it is. They're all drugged. Well, that's the detail. <laughs> yeah, but there's more to it. Than yeah, that. I guess. Because it goes in like, this is actually how they died. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, the best part, well, no, there is one. That Henry Cavill literally died of fright. <laughs> yeah, he died of good old-fashioned beer. <laughs> awesome. Um, was there even a party? Was yeah, there even a party? There was a party, remember? Why even have the party? Huh? Why even have the party? He just wanted a party. He just he likes to party. Yeah, I he guess told so. the cops like he did. It's like he you're gonna party. have a party. We're gonna go to the sub shop and have a sandwich party. Let's go to one with fucking non-white people working there, so we can abuse our authority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And okay. Let's uh, hear it. what other bad things. Yeah. Or about the sandwich party. No, about the bad things. Do you have any more? Um, Well, you can't be giving me so you probably jog my memory. Hmm. Oh, uh, how about... I don't know. I have a couple, but I want to hold on to them. What about the part whenever... Whenever uh, Kyle, whatever the fuck his name is, he drops his inhaler... Oh my god, it just keeps going everywhere. He drops his inhaler and people on the dance floor are kept like kicking it in classic fashion. Uh, if you were having a fucking asthma attack, you 
would not get down three flights of fucking stairs into a basement, into a mansion. And then find a scalpel, and then use the scalpel to unscrew your vent to get your thing. Like, that's a lot of steps. For that's a lot of steps, steps for somebody who can't breathe. Yeah, but no, the part after that, whenever Pinhead puts him on the fucking... And he just chops his head off with a meat cleaver. That's awful and great. <laughs> it's great because Pinhead wouldn't do that. But it's no. awful. <laughs> well, no, it's awful because of it. it's great because it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. And I think he has a one-liner also. It's just like, what? What is? What, what are you doing, Doug? Come on, Doug. Yeah. Uh, don't lose your head over it. <laughs> Doug. Doug is better than this. Mm-hmm. He is. Um. What else you got? Me? Yeah. So the thing that I absolutely hated uh, was 68 minutes of the movie. <laughs> no, but uh, the thing I really couldn't stand is they actually had it, uh, Chelsea, the character we love so much, uh, do a diehard reference. She does. Like many years too late. Not well. Not well. They're just. She just hangs up the phone. She's like, "Come to your party, have a few drinks." And it's like, "What the fuck were you trying to do here, you fucking pasty bitch?" <laughs> the best part also is that they bring her to the party, and she's like, "They're like, all right, let's go in." She's like, "No, it's like, ah, oh, just stay out here." And they pick her up, and they bring her in. Why? Why would she drive out there with them? Why would she? No go idea. No with- idea. It was fucking stupid. Um, and the other part I don't like. Oh wait, it didn't end up being his brother. No. Oh well, that was the other part I didn't like. Is that she wanted to fuck her dead boyfriend's brother? <laughs> she wanted to fuck her. Well, they're basically like brothers. Yeah, they're like best friends. They're best friends. It's so weird. Yeah, and they just instantly fall in love. Yeah, for, for no some, good reason. For no reason. Neither of them are interesting characters. Neither of them have a bond except for that they haven't talked in like two years because he blames all of them for, I guess, getting uh, Adam Adam killed by playing addicted the game. to video games. Which, <clears throat> you know, if this movie was smart, which it's not, no, <laughs> it could have had a satirical element or a commentary to it about addiction to technology and video games or whatever and how people become obsessed with games that eat up their whole lives or like whatever, right? At least that's a starter. Everything in this movie is a non-starter. <laughs> yeah, but now you have to sit back and think, would that have been a good message? Because now people literally make their lives off playing video games and filming it. Yes. Okay, I'm just saying that's a pretty good job. <laughs> yes, I do. Because it doesn't make it, like, I mean, you make money off of it. That's fine. But still, your life is that. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> your life is still being ran by a video game. It's just Fair you're making enough. money off of it. Fair enough. <laughs> and also, I think eventually with, with Twitch, I don't know if I'm fucking do it. But I think with anything, you know, the things that, that bring you joy once it becomes a job... It yeah, it's a little less being fun. Joyful. Yeah, <laughs> Whenever that's Twitch, true. you have to keep up, you know, that subscription content and all that stuff. It's not as fun. Probably Please give run. me Patreon money. <laughs> give me Patreon. Please don't look at my old Facebook. Post. I, also, I also have an OnlyFans. <laughs> um, yeah. So that movie sucked. <laughs> I 
Yeah. Um, barely a Hellraiser movie. Yeah. Just like the previous good. three Hellraiser movies before that. Um, it's great because I have the four pack <laughs> that comes with <laughs> all the worst those, ones. Not all the worst because the three after this one are pretty fucking bad. Also, um, everything up until the remake, which I'm not the biggest fan of the remake. Some people liked it, but on the Hellraiser curve, it's up there with the first couple. Okay, um, or the first three. I, the third movie is complete fucking schlock. The third movie is fucking dumb. <laughs> there's there's a fucking DJ Cenobite that shoots fucking CDs. <laughs> there's a fucking guy, a, a cameraman that gets turned into a Cenobite and his head is a camera and his, <laughs> the lens zooms out and smashes into a person's skull. It's schlock. Fucking uh, Pinhead's basically a supervillain. <laughs> there's no reason for any of it. There's a part wherever a, a guy is... I, I brought this up on the Bloodline episode, but there's a part where, where uh, uh, basically Pinhead is stuck in a uh, column, like a statue a column. Room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and the guy just has it sitting in front of his bed. <laughs> and uh, he's just like fucking chicks in front of the fucking statue of Pinhead. <laughs> And then eventually Pinhead like comes alive and he pulls a desert eagle on him. Jesus Christ. It's so edgy. I forgot about that scene. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, that movie is so dumb, but it's kind of fun. Um, Bloodline, we've talked about Bloodline, but then after everything. Bloodline's not good, by the way. No. Uh, better than this, I think. Oh, yeah. No, Bloodline is way better than this. That's how bad this is. Yeah. But this is barely Hellraiser. Like I said, all these movies from five on were all other scripts. Right. They were all just paste Pinhead in there. Yeah, put Pinhead in. I think that's why Doug Bradley was like, fuck this. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not doing this anymore. He's like, I'm not getting in six hours of makeup for two scenes. That's a long time. Yeah, for real. He's like, I was doing this for my buddy Clive back whenever, you know, he asked me to be in his movie. And it was between that or being one of the movers that are moving the bed in. Um, in the one scene earlier in the first movie. And he's like, oh, it sounds fun to do the the Cinnabite. He's like, all right. And look what happened. Look, we're yeah. just at one decision. <laughs> yeah. Just helping out his college buddy. Um, Hellraiser 2, new bed. <laughs> <laughs> Bedhead. Um, and it's just Henry Cavill laying in again in the most boring blowjob ever. <laughs> This October, Serta goes online. <laughs> Even answers a phone. Actually, the blowjob makes more sense after the twist. Yeah, I guess it does. I yeah. guess it does. But, uh, yeah, that's Hellraiser, and it sucked. Yeah. All right, so video game? Don't check it out. Don't check it out. Unless you want to watch it. You can probably watch it for free. Yeah, uh, I would hope. Don't pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about the video game. All right. All right, that means it's another curation of Blaze's Cabinet of Video Game Curiosities. All right, what video game we got today? Well, uh, I talked about it a lot. We had talked about it a lot. Uh, in collaboration with Trick or Treat Studios, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game came out. Uh, it's on Game Pass for free. Trick or Treat Studios helped make it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Trick or Treat Studios helped make that game. 
And uh, I gotta say, you know, it does get old where you have the same style of horror game coming out over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it is fun that there's multiplayer. Um, you know, it's fun like Dead by Daylight, but after Dead by Daylight came out, like every other game just started doing this. Every horror game has been, unless it's a first person game of some sort. And I can't say this is too far off from that, yeah. but there are different things in it that make it a fun game. You get a lot of the different areas in the Texas Chainsaw movies, and some that are just kind of, you know, newer. Uh, but the cool part is, in, instead of one killer and a team of victims. It is um, a family of, you play as the family, you can play as uh, the hitchhiker, and you can play as... Chop Top? No, you got unlocked Chop Top. Uh, but he's in the game. He's in the game, yeah. Um, and uh, you have different missions and stuff that you have to do, uh, such as feeding blood to Grandpa. Of course. So you gotta do stuff Putting like that. Putting the hammer in his hand. Yeah. And uh, and the other part that I liked about it is that as the survivors, you actually have more of a chance uh, because it feels like when you play Dead by Daylight almost 90% of the time uh, at this point, it's fucking impossible in those games half the time unless you are in communication with everyone on the team. If you're just playing online, good fucking luck. Mm -hmm. Um but with this, uh, you can find things to defend yourself, kind of ward people off, stun people so they can't chase you, and uh, uh, lock doors, shit like that. Uh, go into certain areas where the killers can't get to unless they go around. Like, there's a lot more escape options, and, uh, you know, it's pretty much like get to the door, open this generator, get out. And... Uh, but I would say graphic-wise, it's, it's a big improvement on the, the that kind of genre. Um, it plays great. There's uh, it actually got a lot of positive reviews, so a lot of people were really happy. No, with I was saying that some people were happy about yeah. it. Yeah. So on the whole, I would say you know it was a successful endeavor, and I was really worried about it. So it was a good surprise to have something like that. And later on, they're gonna you can uh, unlock costumes and stuff for them, and get all the different Leatherface costumes. And uh, I assume one day we'll be able to get Matthew McConaughey's Hitchhiker. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. From four. Yeah, four. Yeah. Maybe get Ken Forey from three. Yep, there you go. He wasn't a bad guy. He was a survivor. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'm excited to see uh, because since it is getting uh, good reviews and stuff, most likely they're going to expand on it, nice. put some new levels in, put some new family members in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see where it goes from there. Did they put new characters in also? Did they put new members of the Sawyer family in? Uh, I think there's one new one, but I can't remember their name. Okay. But uh, uh, all the survivors, uh, you can, uh, the survivors, they have like, you know, people who were not in any of the movies, and then they have a couple that were in the original. You can play as Franklin. <laughs> no, you can't play as Franklin, which is bullshit. Did you kill Franklin? <laughs> is Franklin even in the game? No, he's not in the Damn. game. Damn it. No, I don't think so. Sally! Sally! I don't know. Unless they gave him a motorized wheelchair, I don't think it would work out very well. Yeah. But yeah, it's fun, and I recommend people try it. If you like Dead by Daylight, you'll like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right. Well, 
That is our return episode. Yep. Uh, we're happy to be back. We, we're kind of sh- shooting from the hip on this one. Uh, so, it's going to be back. It'll be more ironed out as we go. We're getting back in the groove of things. Um, next episode, we mentioned it earlier, and then the break, <laughs> before we talk about the video game, uh, Blaze like, well, we mentioned earlier, so let's just do Hell Knight. So we're going to do Hell Knight <laughs> next. Um, and we'll get back into a season, don't you worry. Yeah, oh boy, we sure will. <laughs> I don't know how long that's going to last, but... <laughs> I say at least five. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we'll do Hell Knight next. We'll get a couple more episodes of movies in, um, and then we'll go from there. Uh, thank you for listening, though. If you want to reach us, you can. You can reach us uh, by the email, bladeapplespod at gmail.com, or bladeapplespodcast on Instagram. Give us a follow. You can message us. You'll be like... You know, I know you guys are back. We really didn't need that. <laughs> we wish you weren't. Yeah, that's fine. Um, we wish it was you and not Julian Sands. <laughs> and Which will give you that. Yeah, that, that's fair. Uh, if I was a warlock, I would wish that to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks to Stefan Myers for doing our art, of course. Uh, and yeah, you know, you got any comments, questions, concerns, reach out. We'll see you next time. And uh, anything to add? See you later, fuckers. And remember, every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh-